It's AJ here back again, bringing you yet another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast, giving you guys a little bit of a tiny listen and an inside peek into the Project 2030 strategy session I'm having with my partner, Brianna. Enjoy. Hopefully you guys learn a little bit more about what we're trying to put together. Yep, that's all I got to say. I think, um, what else are we looking at here? Um, what do I want my brand to be? What type of HR influencer do you want to be? Um, yeah, self-awareness there again. I think at you know the folks that we're going to be talking to that are playing at that executive HR level, um, they're going to have enough years in the game, quote unquote, where they know um, what about HR they love the most, mm-hmm. and they love and they know how that's connected to their potential CHRO role, mm-hmm. and so that's going to really dictate to where I want to help them have some self-awareness around the type of HR influencer they want to be. So that's definitely going to be one. Um, Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Sorry, no, no, you're good. Do, do you think, do you think that there are already established types of CHROs? And I say that, and this is kind of where I'm going, like that, you know how like with, um, disc or like yeah. Myers-Briggs they're like these categories that have become universal that mm-hmm. like people just kind of fit into do you do you think that there are types of CHRO categories that we can either like pull from or almost like brand and create so that it's like here are like in general the four types of CHROs there's like I the think- the the friend there's the the dictator there's the this and the that like which of these do you want to fall into I think we would have it's way more broad than that yeah I think we'd have to make it up and what I mean make it up I think you'd have to be educated making it up like we would have to utilize the network that we both have that of folks that play at that level and do a little facilitation to say hey if we had to categorize different types of CHROs you personally have come in contact with and that you may be now how would you architect that structure? Like, how? what would that be? Because I like what you're saying. Kind of like, um, yeah, I like I like what you're saying. Because I, I do think if we're going to say what type of CTRO you are, we're going to have to tangibly point to a graph that says, here are four different types and here are the specs that make up that type. Right, right. Um, I guess just like for a thir- thir- 13 second off the top of my head, I know in one area, there's the type of CHRO based off of their experience and background that fits well um, in high growth organizations that need support in um, that need support heavy in um, talent strategy. Talent strategy, I'm thinking, you know, what are some, connect, you know, talent strategy, first time manager and executive layers, um, any compliance issues that come along with that. Um, yeah, just that type of stuff. I'm yeah. pausing because I'm thinking. And then I know yeah. there are like CHROs that are, that have a desire or have a background in playing at the global level. Because mm-hmm. the organization works and, and, and executes globally. 
And so they're really excited about the legal and compliance variables around that. And then you have CHRO that, that don't, in my opinion, that don't really care whether you're global, whether you're a high growth startup, whether you're an established organization, whether you're a small business, that for whatever reason, they're a CHRO that really wants to double down on building out a traditional HR generalist and recruiting team around them. And they want to spend most of their time in executive coaching environments, in uh, leadership leadership structures, career mapping infrastructure. Um, they want to really double down on talent strategy and bringing in the best and most innovative talent. They want to double down on creating high-performing teams and run that strategy. You see what I'm saying? So there's many mm-hmm. different... Because I, I literally, when I just did that, I literally just thought of three different folks in my head. Yeah, like absolutely. The latter, the latter, what I just said, is more or less Angela. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's who I thought of when I broke that down. And then uh-huh. I know of some people that are, like, really in compliance and policy and uh-huh. helping high-growth organizations do that right since they're scaling. And, like, you know, so there's yeah. different types, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. So that, I mean, instantly it's just, like, a thought to me that, I don't know, I'm sure to, like, what you said about being able to reach into our networks and figure out, like, if you were to categorize. And that's the same thing that, like, Gallup did when they created, or not Gallup, but um, when Clifton Strengths was was developed. It was, like, we interviewed all these people. We found out here are all the traits that, you know, that, that people traditionally have. So now let's categorize or let's label or, you know, rank these particular things. And so I think there's a really interesting opportunity here for when people leave this experience to know based on my, like my profile, the things that are of interest to me, I likely am bending toward this type of, this type of, uh, of, of CHRO. Yeah. The CHRO so, profile. Yeah. 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 Okay, sorry, please continue. Yeah, so let me just look at some of these high-level bullet points so we can then take as long. So, like, um, we're talking pure self-awareness here. Um, You know, unique qualities that you bring to the table as a potential CHRO. I mean, that's pure self-awareness and facilitation. Um, I think what's... I think a part of the self-awareness that's not outlined here, because it's something that I do, I have a company called um, Beyond Resume. And so connected to this preparing for the interview, um, actually, we kind of went through this with you a little bit with some of the Corey team elements, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's all self-awareness, mm-hmm. right? So that needs to be baked in to determine... Um, not the type of CHRO you want to be, not even the type of company and the impact you're going to make, but more of the operational fabrics within once you're in the company, some self-awareness needs to happen around how you actually are going to work and experience that role with mm-hmm. your direct report, a.k.a. your COO or your CEO, your team underneath of you, other collaborators. Um, let me see here in career map. Let me get one more. Um Uh, self-awareness. Um, I think self-awareness, see, I like, see, you, you called this out last time. You said in the eight week, it can get really tangible into actually teaching them tactics and techniques around blogging, podcasting, speaking, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and, you know, newsletters, 
you know, in, intentional networking, like really teaching them the nitty gritty ways about doing that specifically for the HR space. But I think the self-awareness piece around this is them choosing that path. Mm. If I'm going to be an HR professional and build a personal brand, let's do some self-awareness around, am I a writer? Am I a speaker? Am I a podcaster? How comfortable am I? You know, how, how do I want to, how, what process of self-awareness do I need to go through personally to figure out how I want to play in that space? Because yeah. I've talked to so many HR professionals that are like, I don't know what I should do. Do I, uh-huh. should I do a podcast? Should I start a blog? Should I go on other podcasts? Should I get into speaking? Should I write a book? Like uh-huh. stuff like that. That's self awareness. I love that. I love that so much. I think that, and this is the stuff that when I think about, like, okay, what do I want to leave with? It is this this understanding that it's like I should, between like now and, um, you know, the time this eight week program opens, I should try my hand at, you know, writing a draft of a, you know, a blog post. I should go out and find, you know, a podcast that's going to, um, you know, that would be a good idea for me. Not necessarily that you do those things yet, because we still need to like teach you like, what does it mean to be on these platforms? But like that I've got all of these kind of like marching orders for myself of like, here are the things that I can continue to work on beyond this two days to be able to say, yeah, I'm getting more comfortable and I'm getting kind of my like sitting under me. Yeah. But this is something I want to pursue. Yep. Um, I think in the management and leadership section, the self-awareness pieces would look like um, I'm looking here. Awareness, the self-awareness around and overall awareness around um, the type of role you want to play. So it's kind of like the career pathing, but like a little bit deeper. It's like where because I'm going to read it. It says the role of the CHRO in an organizational uh, in, in organizational leadership. I think the awareness piece, the self-awareness piece is when we think about leadership at, in, you know, as a CHRO, what role do you want to play? What impact do you want to have? And, and, and figuring that out for them. Because um, leadership connected to the CHRO role looks a lot different for different people based off their personality types, their... Many factors. Uh, So there's definitely facilitation and awareness seeking there. Um, I think awareness, not self-awareness, but I think awareness, awareness right here, the second bullet, definitely. What does it mean to be an E1B2 focused CHRO versus not? I think that also kind of, yeah, that's awareness and self-awareness because then it's going to lead to, okay, once I give them the, you know, giving the definition of, a E1B2 version and a not an E1B2 version and saying, look, at the end of the day, there's pros and cons to both potentially. Let's figure out what that looks like for you. Um, I think. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm going back from self-awareness to awareness because I'm thinking again about the, deline- the, the delineation between the event versus the eight week. Like yeah. even like us looking at this number three here, this bullet point gaining executive buy-in mm-hmm. for new exe- new for new initiatives. Mm-hmm. I think the eight-week program looks like um, really tangibly going through 
strategies and examples and doing role play. I think the two day version looks like maybe a little bit of that, but I think it looks a lot more like um, what areas like like I can see this in like a fireside chat or like a one on one format where it's like what areas historically like I could see I could see one of the facilitators that are the CHROs or in the fireside chat. I could see a question being posed, you know, in your five year career so far as being a CHRO. You know, what have been the most difficult areas of getting executive buy in and just walk us through how you, you know, how you responded to that. Like just pure awareness. Like I don't think um, the folks that we're going to be talking to and being a part of this program have not played at that level. Yeah, they may have an idea of it, but I think it's important that they're aware of and hearing directly from a CHRO of like uh, the, the areas in which they had the most difficult time getting executive buy in. And uh, how they overcame that. Um, I think. um, I'm looking here. Um, I think awareness right here in recruiting and assembling your first CHRO team or the the first team you need as a CHRO. That's going to be different for every person. Um, Every single CHRO is going to have a different desire and need from a bandwidth perspective, from a team. Like for me, if I go back in house and try to get a CHRO type role, AKA a head of people, chief people officer, whatever the case is going to be, um, I'm going to need, I've done that work already. I'm going to, so I'm going to want, I'm going to need my decision-making structure and my role structure to be heavy, 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 98%, um, like a CEO type role in the HR space, meaning I'm going to need full bandwidth to, to lean heavy into external collabor- collaborators. Like I'm going to be like the, I don't know if you know about this with Kanye West, but a lot of people kind of shit on Kanye a little bit because Kanye West is really great at bringing in all different types of rappers and singers and doing like this, this like orchestra type album versus a Jay-Z, for example, is like, hey, it's me on the mic. Like, yeah. listen to me. Jay-Z is like the greatest individual contributor. I look at Kanye as like the greatest organizer of music. Mm-hmm. And that's a difference, right? I think for me, right. you know, as a CHRO, I'd be like, okay, I need a rock star recruiter. I need a rock star JD writer that I'm going to bring in that's like going to be a consultant. Um, right. I need a rock star DE&I consultant that I can always go call on. I need an internal, I need an internal HR generalist. I need that generalist to have an assistant. Like I, I want to put like a, a freaking all-star team around me. And then the only thing that I'm doing is um, going directly to the employees, getting a nice pulse on what they need and what they want, using my own selfish desires and what I think the org needs and wants based off of the strategy long-term and then I'm just putting people in their right places and saying, go do your thing. Call me if right. you need me. I'm here for coaching. And I'm here to just make sure things get done. Th- yeah, that's how I, that's that's what I would do. Right, and, right. And, and that's, what am I talking about again as far as, uh, which section was that? That was in management and leadership. You were speaking specifically about, I think, the recruiting role of the and assembly. Yep. Yeah, recruiting yeah, and assembly. Yeah, recruiting and assembling. 
the team. Yep, yep, yep. So that was a nice little rant, but that was an example of like what I meant by that as far as the awareness piece, right? Because that's where you keep, you really helped me last time. Like, again, 70% of self-awareness and overall awareness. Um, so recruiting an assembly of the first team would be helpful. And then I, I'll pick one more. Um, I think um, awareness to different versions of 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 how organizations view the role of a CHRO when it comes to holding leaders accountable and determining for yourself what that looks like for you and what and, and the role you want to play. So what I mean by that is like um there are some CHROs that do not have any direct relationship in a scolding or punishment or coaching relationship with managers and leaders. They kind of, the, organi- the organization kind of puts the CHRO in a little corner of the, of the organization, pay them well, and then say, hey, just focus on HR stuff. Don't worry about holding leaders accountable to the processes you put in place. That's shitty, but that happens. Yeah. I think what we want to help them understand is like, hey, awareness. Here are the different types of good, bad, or indifferent ways that CHROs work and collaborate with leaders. And then self-awareness. How do you want to work and collaborate with leaders that are not in the HR department? Like, how do you want to work and collaborate with the COO, the CFO, supervisors, general managers, how do you want to work and collaborate with them? You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That is brilliant. Um, Not sure if any of these things, I don't, you know, matter as far as self-awareness goes in this first kind of go round. Hey guys, Lost Connection. Let's get back to the episode. Able to kind of mark themselves on their on on their little spectrum and say, "Great, now when I'm walking away from this, I realize that all of these functions are important, and I only know really well two of them. So, what and- does that mean about how do I step out of this space to get prepared for the next?" Because I, think, I remember something that you told me that was really helpful to me to want to pursue um, being a CHRO at some point was that I don't have to be the best at everything. No, I can just assemble a team of people who are really good individually, but I can just lightly touch, you know, all of those, all of those things. Um, I hadn't heard that really before you had said that to me. And so I, it really like boosted my confidence. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I know my things, but I also am aware of these other things. So I think that part of this would be helpful for people to see where do you fall on the spectrum and what does that mean for you based on the type of leader you want to be? Do you need to increase some of your knowledge in this particular area if you want to go in this specific direction? And I and I think that's going to be the biggest one of the like like. Like if we could, like I think if we could start the conference off in a way, I think it's me or someone else on stage just doing that whole rant. 
Because like mm-hmm. that is like that's like the thesis and the essence of it. This is like I do want to change how organizations and more importantly how these future CHROs view, analyze, and architect the role. Mm, love that. Because that's something that that's something that Angela in a very creative way, and I don't know I don't know if, if you've talked to her or not, but I know that she's hit significant roadblocks around that. Cause she's been trying to she's always had the thesis and mindset to stretch the capabilities of the CHRO role through the organization and make it a, you know, there are responsibilities as a CHRO that leaders should be doing. Like leaders have a role in in recruiting. Leaders have a role in employer branding. Leaders have a role when it comes to career mapping, you know, and, you know, leaders have a role when it comes to job descriptions and hiring processes like they have a role like leaders that are you know just supervisors and managers in the marketing department you have a role in this too it's not just a hr um and so if you really start to look at the chhr role again like we all look at the ceo role the greatest CEO is my personal opinion that we see and we know and love are the greatest relationship and partnership designers. They do nothing more than build out the best teams in every department of the org and allow them to do their thing. Yeah. And all they do every day is get reports and updates and jump in and help when they need to to provide perspective. And the greatest CEOs know enough about every single part of the company, but they're typically not a tangible individual practitioner in each part of the company. Right, right. And that's what a CHRO needs to be doing. A CHRO, when you get to that point, you need to have the green light, the budget, the bandwidth to just start making external partnerships, bring them in. Like the CHRO should be being, they should be able to audit every single piece of the HR role and have a team for each person. All right, I need a generalist. I need someone that's great at compliance. I need someone that's great at recruiting. I need someone that's great at internal comms. I need someone that's great at JD. I need someone someone that's great at everything. And I should be sitting here at the very top just playing, just doing the puzzle, just making sure everybody's good, making sure everybody understands where we're going, understands the long-term strategy. And I should be just, they should just be nothing more than a partnership designer and an influencer. Uh Uh-huh. You should pay somebody $300,000 a year to do that, in my personal opinion. Give it to me. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. And I, I just love everything that you're saying about, like, the goal of this being to change how future CEOs, like, view, analyze, and architect the role. Like, that's what this is. It's an opportunity that, you know, Perma or anybody else has not really taken on. It's like we're trying to, you know, kind of grow up or, like, bring up um, new leaders in old systems, but we think differently. We want different things. Our passions are, are placed in different spaces. And so you, what you're creating is an opportunity to be able to, you know, to develop this like new wave of leaders who think um, differently about how it is that they should have their hand in everything that's happening. Super quick tangent, but it, I think it's still related. I think that, you know, that's why right now, um, 
like we're seeing such an interesting conversation about like the like generationally about like vaccines versus no vaccine where it's like you have older people saying like oh we stood in line and got sugar cubes like it should be a no-brainer where you have other generations saying like okay that was you but that's not how we envision our bodies to be treated um so don't want to get stuck there but i just think of just yeah no i hear you why that's related is just that the way that that we as younger people think about how it is that we want to experience work. It's not just you tell me this is my role and I stay in this box, but I want to be able to create the um, the environment that is going to bring out my best every single day. And so I just think that this is going to be a really cool opportunity to help yeah. people do that. So that's all. No, a thousand percent. And I think the last piece is just some other quick, quick bullet points, mm-hmm. you know, awareness around awareness and these are just overall awareness pieces awareness around how the ceo what the ceo will whoever is going to be interviewing whether it's the ceo the cfo the coo just awareness around what they're looking for <coughs> excuse me awareness around what they're looking for right um awareness around how the interviews will go um awareness around um Awareness around, yeah, those two pieces are really big. I'll pause there. Awareness around how the interviews will go and awareness around what the CEOs and CFOs are looking for out of CHROs. Um, And then I think, um, yeah, you even mentioned this. I said, I even think like recruiters, like bringing in some recruiters to do that piece will be interesting. Um, because, you know, recruiters that really help with, like, job placements of, like, C-suite HR professionals and things like that. Um, and then I guess in this special topic section, um, you know, awareness around um, awareness around p- the people analytics function and how that can impact different types of organizations that play in different markets. I think essentially, like, just to round it up, like, I think what we need to say to Nikki is everything in this document here, we're just going to do our very best to structure awareness around these things versus the eight weeks going to be, okay, you now understand at a high level what's happening. Like, for example, if we look at people analytics, people analytics contextual to the CHR role what what is the responsibility as a CHRO when it comes to people analytics, and what does that look like in different in, in, in different markets and different in, in, in different situations that way, right? Like, um, I think I think that is a self awareness piece that is key, and then I think the eight week would be jumping down the tangible buckets of people analytics, and and then also shit, I'm sorry, and then also with the self awareness piece, right? It's like okay, here are all the different elements of people analytics. What am I passionate about when it comes to people analytics? And what, what do I want to bring to an organization when it comes to people analytics? Um, so I think we could do that with all of this, right? Like we don't have to, again, we don't have to do that all right now, but I think we can do that with all these things as we build this out. Like we just got to, like you said, we just got to bob and weave between awareness, overall awareness, self-awareness and education. Those are the three buckets of this event. Yes. And I think that what that, you know, that workbook or that document or whatever looks like is that like, here's like, I don't know, like, 
here's that topic or whatever. Here's like some general information or some things that you like kind of need to know. And then here's like some type of little, you know, few questions or a little quiz or a little like, where am I kind of thing. So that under each of these topics, you're like, okay, like if I were to write like a two minute reflection about how I feel based on what it is that was just shared with me about people analytics, I think I kind of like this. I think I'd like to learn a little bit more about, you know, what this, what this looks like for me right now or something, but it's like, at each step, you have an opportunity to be able to reflect about like my comfort level, you know, with this thing, what could be really interesting, but I can't commit to being a genius about it is that, you know, how like sometimes you do like, um, I don't know, I'm sure teenage boys didn't do this, but teenage girls used to, um, is that you have a magazine and it's like, Oh, are you like a, you know, are you a, this person or this person? And mm-hmm. you like take the little quiz and you answer all the questions and then you go down to the bottom and say, if you have more threes or if you have more twos or more ones, you're a this, this or that. Yep. And I, I'm wondering if maybe you've got somebody on your team who's kind of more, you know, geeky mathy than I am. But like, if, if when we get this, you know, kind of, you know, figured out whatever these, these quizzes or these questions or assessments are, if there's something at the end of this document that will then say, based on like, you know, if you add up all your numbers, you scored, uh, you know, between 30 and 40, that means that today, um, you know, I need more help. Like I need, I need more help and more Mm -hmm. support to be able to do whatever. If you score between like an 80 and 90, it's like you could interview tomorrow. And you know, your confidence level says that you could interview tomorrow and do just fine or something. Like, of course we're not going to guarantee that after two days, you're going to like be able to go out and land that experience. But again, this is about confidence and competence. So it's like, you know, our first goal is to be able to help man it, like help help you with your confidence to say, I'm headed in a good direction for me to want to be, um, you know, for me to want to be ahead of people. The confidence part is really going to come through like your eight week experience where you're getting the how to go through and learn each of these things. Yep. Yep. I yep. love it. Let me That's pause. Let me pause here because I, I feel like this can happen because I was looking at the bullet points here. Yeah, we just talked about number two, which is like the final difference between the two day event, and the eight week event. Mm-hmm. Do you think. Again, like I said, either this weekend, Monday, yeah. let me see here for a second. Um, when is this meeting? Sorry. All right. So the meeting's Wednesday. Do you think you have enough inspiration, enough vision for me to pretty much architect, um, let's call it 10 bullets of what one day would look like. It could be, I think the categories would look like breakout sessions, speaking structures, um, you're pulling, pulling from, you know, what will be covered for that particular day from, from the curriculum, the tangible workbooks you've been talking about, um, some of the takeaways that we've obviously been talking about so far during these calls. It could really, I'm telling you, it could really just be scrappy like that. And then anything else you can come up with thinking about putting on your learning and development cap one. Just so, because we have so much enthusiasm and ideas between you and I, and so much context that's already locked in our brains now. 
this document I'm going to share with Nikki. Like, we don't have to be perfect heading into this thing with Nikki. We just need to give her enough confidence and juice and insights that she can go and pitch that final, get get us that final 0.1% to get us over the finish line with the board. Yes. Think you have enough? Yeah, I think that I have. I think that I have. I think I have more. I have more than enough. And you walking through kind of some of those main those main things is really helpful. Um, I just want to make sure that I'm kind of repeating back exactly what the need is. Is to be able to if I if you were to say Brianna, what does you know day one look like of this experience? That I'd be able to go through and say. Um, the, the topics or the focuses are going to be these, you know, these, you know, five things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be like, you know, you know, 45, you know, 45 minutes per thing. Um, and in that session or that piece of that, that 